It's another day. I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today we're on page 159 of our devotional, titled, God's Folly. Someone once said, There is no mystery in heaven or earth so great as this, a suffering deity, an almighty savior nailed to a cross. It seems Apostle Paul had an uphill struggle to face within the Corinthian church. There were so many things wrong within that congregation. It was to be a unique gathering of people, of God's people who lived out God's love. Unfortunately, for many reasons, they did not. Some of those reasons included wealth, pride, and unholy living. These ruined the unity God intended within this church. As Paul opens 1 Corinthians, it makes sense that he lifts up the cross of Christ. At least it makes sense to some. The Corinthians use personal affiliations and influences to play church. What was to be God's holy assembly became another example of division and strife. Paul knew it was the cross of Christ that brought all humanity to God. The cross does not differentiate between rich or poor, healthy or outcast, or the right kind of people. I am grateful that is the truth of the gospel. At the same time, it's unfortunate that we need to constantly remind people of that. Please allow me to rant for a few sentences. Every church should read through the first Corinthian letter every year. There are still too many attempts to keep God's church divided among lines Christ has long freed us. I'm not referring to theological differences. Someone once told me he was sure that our differences of opinion matter more to us than God. No, I'm talking about our willingness to settle for being known as the rich or poor church. Your church is traditional. Mine is emerging. The sad result of it all is that the body of Christ rejects her Lord. So again, Paul began with the cross. It is the cross that demonstrates to us the love of God. Paul recognized that some people still wanted out-of-this-world wisdom to understand life. Others desired signs from the heavens to explain the truth. Paul didn't quite say it, but I imagine him at least thinking something like, we already have wisdom. Read Proverbs. Read Job. Signs? Have you not heard of the Exodus? At the cross, we see both God's saving wisdom and powerful sign of enduring love. I don't know how many cross-centered songs Paul would have had in his repertoire, One of ours today reminds us that the old rugged cross was despised by the world. Paul would affirm that line, I believe. I bet he wishes now he could have sung it. Paul preached Christ's crucifixion as God's victory over death to bring salvation. That's what we mean when we speak of the cross. Paul recognized that others viewed the cross as, in his words, foolish. What would be the ancient equivalent of blowing a raspberry? 
Well, that's what people would have done when they heard about the cross of Jesus. The Bible says a lot about godly wisdom. The Bible is God's wisdom, and not only the books within the canon we call wisdom books. Understand that God's ultimate wisdom at the cross still sounds foolish to many. Moreover, God's message at the cross seems foolish to people outside of our faith and to some within it. I bet you can understand why it would seem strange to someone looking in, but what about people who profess a belief in Christ? Why would they think it foolish? Read enough Sunday school material or quaint daily devotionals and you become familiar with tidy summaries of Bible passages. Read too many and you might get the impression that Paul penned the words to 1 Corinthians and cue inspirational background music, hugs went all around. And that's not what happened at all. Paul's uphill struggle continued in at least one other letter to the Corinthians. Most likely, there were a few more we've never had the chance to read. Who knows what other issues Paul addressed to them? I have no doubt that he kept the cross front and center. One of our churches had a wooden cross I used for our youth group activities. It stood about five feet tall. For most of our large group activities, we used a large fellowship hall. I wanted to teach our students about the centrality of the cross, so I put the cross in the middle of the room. The base of the cross made it that the cross took up a lot of room. We'd worship, eat, and play games with the cross in the middle of the room. I waited for the day someone would say the words. It took several weeks, maybe more, but it finally happened. I don't recall what activity we were doing, but someone blurted out, the cross is in the way. Hopefully, those young Christians remember that lesson. I do. It's hard for many of us inside the faith to keep going back to the cross. Let me clarify. We don't mind going back to the cross as long as we remember how much it did for us. But if you're going to talk about the cross faithfully, you also need to talk about what it did to us. The cross doesn't only save us, it changes us. While we're willing to be saved, we're not always ready to change. Even when we say we are, we'd like to control the reins when it comes to what needs to change. Or am I the only one being honest here? So I imagine people listening to Paul's opening to his letter and rolling their eyes. He's going to talk about the cross. Yes, Paul, we know. Paul's main idea in 1 Corinthians is that the cross brings change to how we live and the way we live with each other. It's that with each other part I suspect many didn't appreciate hearing again. Many still don't today. God chose the cross's foolishness to save us and set us free to be a new creation. So keep going to the cross. Part of that means asking questions like, why did God choose the cross? Why was it necessary? What made it wise in God's eyes? Are you willing to accept its foolishness? Don't only sing songs about the cross or wear cross necklaces. Let the cross 
get in the way of your life. Be thankful you've been saved and ask the Lord to help you recognize how you're being changed. Stay blessed. This has been a special reading from my devotional book titled Trying to Follow Jesus More Than I Failed Jesus. You can find a copy online at Amazon or check out my website, anotherjohn.com. God be with you.